This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He's the boss over at the Warrior Defense Project. It's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Attica. Jeff, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me. Uh, he's also a great author. Look him up on Amazon, Jeffrey Atticott, and uh, you'll you'll find some great books. The the most recent one is about the Civil War. And before we get into Israel, maybe Ukraine, I want to talk about what you and I just talked about off the air for a second. They're changing the names of all of the the uh, the the bases for some reason, and we'll talk about that as well. But also, they're they're talking about getting rid of any monuments at Arlington for Confederate soldiers. Now, Jeff, I, I wasn't there. You weren't there, but you're a scholar. Wasn't that part of the deal? Let's reunify as a country, and yes, we will bury your dead at Arlington as well, and we will memorialize those who gave their lives in the struggle. Yeah, there's a beautiful memorial, Civil War Memorial. It was actually sculptured by a Jewish Confederate who was a graduate of VMI, and uh, the monument is fantastic. It's it's you know it's a monument. It's been there for well over a hundred years. Uh, it has graves of soldiers all the way around it, and um, you know so. Part of the political correctness is we've got to reimagine our history and tear down the monuments, even going to cemeteries to tear out monuments to Civil War dead. And by an act of Congress, um, Civil War veterans are recognized north and south as, uh, as, as full veterans of the United States of America. And that was a congressional passed law some years ago entitled to all the benefits thereof. And so this political correctness is even reaching into the gravestones to dig up graves tear down monuments it's it's absolute uh you know it, it's 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 you know it's beyond uh crazy in my opinion it's not rooted in reality uh this is part of our dna it's part of our culture it's part of our national history uh we learn from these things and you simply can't you know uh erase american history in the name of political correctness what problem are we are we solving by getting rid of that memorial anything uh not that i can think of uh maybe more uh space to bury more you know soldiers in. i don't know it's it's the you know it, it's it, it doesn't make any sense at all and the sad part about it this was passed by a congress where you had uh a, a slim majority passed the bill some years ago and many of those people you know were should know better yeah. and they bent the knee to again political correctness because they don't want to be called a racist if you say anything positive about the south uh you know the old label is thrown out there but this is history the good bad and the ugly every country has its own history yes and this is part of our again it's part of our dna it's part of the fabric of our of, a, of the american story so I, I i'm very much opposed to it as many people are but uh be that as it may uh, you know that's well, the decision that's made 
Yeah, it's it's crazy because we reunified as a country. We've got actual you know pictures from the early 1900s, the late the late 1800s, where North and South soldiers are are marching side by side in Veterans Day parades. I mean, we came back together, literally unified as a country, and now we're doing everything we can to to divide us as a country. And this is just another step in division, is it not? Well, it, it, yeah, of course it is, and that's uh, what some people want to do. They want to divide us. They want to, uh, you know, turn Americans against Americans. Uh, we see this in the military. We see this everywhere. They want to tell us that our country is evil and a horrible country, the worst on the face of the earth, and talk about all the negativity. Every country has negativity. Every human has negativity. Let's concentrate on the positive things. Uh, again, I'm all for any statue that is put up or any marker in a cemetery, um, and I'm perfectly able to discern what that means for myself without being dictated yes. to by the government to tell me what it means. Uh, to me, it does not stand for racism. It stands for our history. It's the context, and you've got Confederate graves around this memorial. It's been there over 100 years. Uh, again, we know that this is also extending to other founding fathers, not just the Civil War, but they're coming after George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, even on the northern side. There, many people want to rename schools after Abra- that were named after Abraham Lincoln, um, Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, it's very Orwellian, and it's very sad. It is. It's uh, Jeffrey Atticott, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, retired. He's uh, uh, the boss over the Warrior Defense Project. Go Look that up on Google, and you'll see all the great works that he does. And also look up his name, Jeffrey Atticott, on um, on Amazon. He's got some great books out as well. Uh, they're cha- are they changing every name of every installation and army base? Yes. If it was named after a Confederate, it's going to be renamed. Um, and so, uh, you know, just tongue-in-cheek. Uh, Fort Bragg, of course, where I'm at right now, uh, you know, Braxton Bragg was one of the worst generals that the South had, so I'm not really opposed to changing that. <laughs> so, so he sucks, so he can go, but everybody else should stay. So, like Fort Hood here in Texas, they're changing that too. It's already been changed. And, and again, it's, I'm not opposed to changing it, but, you know, it, it should be done in a, in, in a way that, you know, there's a consensus and not yeah. dictated by certain political correct leaders, you know, let the people vote on it and see what the people of Texas want to do or the people right. of Virginia want to do. And, you know, it, it should be something that's, the, you know, this thought through and it's not done in haste. Uh, again, these these terms, nobody even knows where you know, who General Hood was or who General right. Bragg was. Uh, they don't know these people. It's just like when you drive down San Antonio, you see a name of a road. Who's that guy? Who's Ralph Fair? I have no idea. It's yeah. Ralph Fair Road. Right. <laughs> No clue. It is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Let's talk about Israel. Um, the president of Israel, who I'm not really sure what his job is because the prime minister seems to have the power, but the president is a lefty. Uh, the prime minister, Netanyahu, Herzog is the president. Net- Netanyahu is the prime minister. He's a righty. So you got two guys who don't agree politically on almost anything, but they agree, get Hamas. Then you got Joe Biden telling them, don't get Hamas or, or hold on a second or let's think about it. And people complaining about them putting salt water into the tunnels that Hamas built. Uh, Jeff, just get me uh, updated from your military mind. What is it that I'm looking at here? Because these, the, these two sides are ridiculous in my opinion. Bad guys did something bad on October 7th. They should pay for it. Good guys are making them pay for it. What's the problem? Yeah, I mean, war is a nasty business, and uh, there's going to be collateral damage. So the law of war is what guides combat. The law of war allows for oops. In other words, we didn't intend to kill civilians, um, but, you know, we're targeting as best we can. But there's always going to be, you know, collateral damage. So the Israelis follow the law of war. The Hamas follows the law of the jungle. Um, you know, the Israelis, for example, have opened up a avenue of approach for humanitarian aid to come in. And Hamas, in that little zone, 
has already shot dozens and dozens of rockets from the safe zone into Israel. They have no regard for the law of war whatsoever. But again, you know, good guys are expected to act like good guys all the time. So it doesn't make the newspaper that Hamas is a bad guy because that's what bad guys do. So there's a lot of attention, of course, on what the Israelis are doing. But, you know, uh, if you, you know, if you're going to win a war, it requires dedication. It requires concentration. It requires, again, uh, you know, there's a propaganda side of the war. And many people, of course, uh, want to want Israel to stop uh, the war. But, of course, if you stop the war, Hamas will simply rebuild back better. I mean, they discovered tunnels now just the other day that are big enough to drive cars through. Um, all the money that we've been sending for years and years and years to Hamas and the Palestinians have gone into these tunnels and these weapons, and they're not helping their own people. Right. So, yeah, it's a nasty business, but you've got to see it through to the end. And the Israelis are under great pressure, of course, not to do that. Does it make any sense to you, Jeff, that uh, our administration, both the president and the vice president, keep saying two-state solution? We've got to get a two-state solution. There might have been one on October 6th, but after the attack of October 7th, why would Israel ever say yes to a, st- a two-state solution? Is that even possible right now? No, and, and the, the, uh, the Palestinians have never accepted a two-state solution. As we know, when President Clinton was in office, he almost, you know, he got the two parties together. The Israelis gave the Palestinians 95% of what they wanted in a negotiation. And as a lawyer, if you can get 95% of what you want for your side, you better grab it. Right. But at the end of the day, Yasser Arafat refused to sign it because basically they don't want a two-state solution. They don't want Israel at all, do they? See, they want to annihilate Israel. So that's not on their table. Uh, the Israelis would be happy to do a two-state solution, but the Palestinian leadership, they don't want it. And they've shown uh, in the last several decades that they have no desire in that. They'll negotiate, they'll talk to get more money, but at the end of the day, they don't want a two-state solution. Right. You know, uh, you and I talked about Afghanistan the entire time it was happening, and you and I agreed that there, nobody ever said what the end game was. What is victory? What does victory look like in Afghanistan? And at the end, we ran out almost like we did out, out, of, uh, uh, out of Vietnam. It was horrific, and we were laughed at. From what I understand, some of that equipment might even be uh, used against Israel right now. I'm saying that because I don't know what the end game is here either. I don't know what the solution is because, as you said, Hamas and the Palestinians will never accept a two-state solution. They would only accept Israel wiped off the map. We're not going to allow that to happen. Do you see an end here at all, or is this just going to go on forever? No, it'll go on forever. It's just like crime in the streets. It's never going to be over. Terrorism will never be over. Uh, the conflict, in my opinion, between Israel and its neighbors will never be over. Uh, and so to expand, expand the periods of peace between the next conflict, the Israelis got to do what the Israelis have to do. And they've been attacked over the years, uh, you know, many, many times. The 67 war, the 73 war. In fact, they were attacked on the day that they declared uh, that they were a member of the United Nations. They're always going to be subject to the to the next attack. So, yes, I'm not, you know, in this mindset where this will be the end of it. and We'll have a settlement and things will be fine. No, there will always be another war. But the Israelis need to ensure that this war, of course, the enemy understands there's a price to pay for their barbarism. And uh, they need to, at some point, you know, do the best they can and then reestablish their walls, do a better job at securing and intelligence and, you know, be prepared for the next attack. It's a sick way to live, and I wish there were some sort of solution, but I, I fear that you're right. It's never going to, it's never going to end unless Jordan and Egypt all said, Hey, enough is enough in our, you know, this close to our land, just knock it off. But I don't think they're willing to do that. They're also not willing to take any refugees from, from what would be Palestine. It's Lieutenant Colonel uh, Jeffrey Atticott. Let's go to, to Ukraine. What is the end game there? I, I, because Ukraine's not going to win. 
And you told me before there was even one shot fired, before any of the four to 500,000 Ukrainian men were killed, there was a peace talk that was offered, and Biden turned it down. So will it end up being peace talks? Do we really want to believe that somehow Ukraine beats Russia? Yeah, the Russians aren't going to be defeated. I mean, that's the premise. It's not going to happen. This is an away game for us. It's a home game for them. <laughs> you know, on the other side of Ukraine right. is Russia. And this is a home game. Uh, those eastern provinces will never be given up by the Russians. And so, you know, people love to talk about, you know, ceasefires in Israel and Hamas, but not a peep about a ceasefire with the Ukrainians. What a great point. Some type of great a point. Peace settlement to stop the slaughter of women and children, the maiming of people. Um, and so uh, it's the darndest thing I've ever seen. The Ukrainian military is almost bled dry. The Russians are not going to be defeated. It's not going to happen. Um, and so the next offensive, you know, we've been hearing this for years now. The next counteroffensive will finish off the Russians. We need another $50 billion. It's not going to happen. And until our leaders understand that, that they need to uh, push this administration into negotiations to stop the killing. Because a lot of civilians are being killed and negotiate some type of a settlement where the Russians will take whatever they're going to take. The Ukrainians will take the rest and move on to the next issue because you're not going to defeat the Russians. That's just reality. Unless we're willing to go to war and we're not willing to go to war in terms of putting troops on the ground. It's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Go and check out his books on Amazon. You, you can also check out the Warrior Defense Project. It does great work for, for those enlisted now and for those who used to be enlisted. Great legal work does it, does it gratis. So go and check this out. Um, when it comes to what's going on over there, it's clear Ukraine's not going to win. But how does it work, Jeff? Let's say that somehow these idiot Republicans agree again yeah. with the, with the Democrats and send 61 billion more. What does that mean? Do we send a, a, a plane full of cash? Is it $60 billion in, in armaments? What, what is it? Yeah, no accountability, first of all, so we don't know where it yeah. goes. But uh, I, we know that a large chunk of it goes to pay the pensions and the salaries to basically keep Ukraine um, afloat. And then a, another part of it goes to... Well, I've got to stop you. Why are we on the hook for that? Why am I paying somebody's pension or keeping small businesses alive and well in Kiev? The Biden administration has deemed that that's what we're going to do, and enough members of Congress have agreed with that, and so that's the propaganda. It's almost if you're against this war, then you're pro-Russian. I'm not pro-Russian. I'm just pro-reality. Uh, you're not going to beat them. We know that the money, there's no accountability, and we know that Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. I've been there eight times. It, it is very corrupt, and a lot of people are making a lot of money on both sides of the fence, and there's no end game. There's no... Uh, designation by the administration. It's just as long as it takes, as long as it takes. Well, that's not a strategy for victory. No, that's, that's all they're saying. It's not as long as it takes to defeat Putin. They're literally, they aren't even saying that they're winning anymore. They're just saying we have to, we're at a stalemate now. We're going to inject some more money and some more equipment in there to, to make sure they can keep on defending democracy. They're just saying words that don't even make sense, to be honest with you. It's not a democracy. It's not a representative republic. He's canceled the elections. He's canceling free speech. He's canceling free worship. Yet we keep on acting like it's Charlotte, North Carolina. It's not. Jeff, I don't, other than than Biden's ingrained corruption with that country. What is our duty there? And I don't want people in Ukraine to die, and I hate Putin. But what is our duty? Why is it? It's not like it's Mexico, which is right next door, and we're next if they get through them. This is over. Germany's got a bunch of money. Why aren't they supporting them more? Your point's well taken, Joe. I mean, I was in Bosnia in 1995. I looked at the officer next to me as you're going into the country, and uh, we were told by President Clinton, we'll just be there one year. We're still there. And wow. so that was the same question we had then. Why are we here? This is in the backyard of Europe. 
why are we spending all of our money and treasure uh, securing their border, as you indicated, when our border is wide open? And oh, by the way, uh, all the lights are blinking, as our FBI director said, about a terror attack. Uh, and, and again, back to uh, Israel, our soldiers, our, our, our bases have been attacked over 100 times now, and our response is to bomb an empty warehouse. I mean, you know, this is not the way to run national security or to project strength in a time when the world is on the brink of very, very bad things could happen. Uh, we need strong leadership. We need decisive leadership. The Houthis need to be attacked from their bases so they can't launch any more drones. Um, you know, as a side note, I've already heard this or not, that the Israelis have launched a cyber attack on Iran, which is the mother of all terror states, which have closed down 75% of their gas stations. We need to do something bold to tell the Iranians to stop it because all they got to do is pick up the phone and the Houthi rebels will stop their attacks. It is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Uh, go and check out the Warrior Defense Project. Warrior Defense Project. He does great work with them. The, the whole thing is so messed up. When you uh, Last question, Jeff. Is it telling to you when you hear that Poland and Hungary are going, you know, enough. You know, we're, we're not dealing with this anymore. Uh, we're not sending any more money. We're not taking any refugees. We're done. Yeah. And plus, America is saying the same thing about, uh, you know, the president and in, uh, in his own country, that the individual is acting like a dictator. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, unintended consequences. But I'm a conservative, which means we're very simple people, you know. If you're going to spend the money, yes. show me where the money's going. Show me what the end game is. Right. You know, what's our goal? We don't have a goal. Um, and so this is very convoluted, which means it's very dangerous because you're dealing with a nuclear armed country called Russia. And one misstep, one miscalculation can cause tremendous catastrophe in this country and for any other countries around the world. We need to be very, uh, you know, retrospective. Uh, and, and lean forward in the saddle at the same time. We don't have that. We, we're, we're just kind of like blinders, more money, more money. What's the end state? Nobody knows. It is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Got all of his books over on Amazon. Look up the Warrior Defense Project. Jeff, if I don't talk to you beforehand, Merry Christmas to you and yours, and uh, thanks for coming on today. Merry Christmas, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Fag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We always appreciate uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott coming on. We'll put that interview up on Rumble. The entire Ted Nugent interview, the entire 30 plus minutes. We'll be up on Rumble tonight as well. Make sure you go and check that out. I'm definitely going to grab out some segments in that. He talks about Taylor Swift. He talks about the the best guitar player ever. Um, a really cool, I, I just think it's a really cool interview to talk to somebody who's been in this business 50 years, even more than that, more than 50 years, doing it right and getting uh, and getting the fame and fortune that he deserves because of how, how much he practiced, how much he worked, and how much he wanted to bring it musically. So we'll put all that up there on uh, on Rumble tonight, rumble.com slash Joe Pags, rumble.com slash J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Those of you who hung out with us for six hours, thank you. If you gave us at least three, appreciate that as well. Whatever you did, I appreciate it. 
appreciate you. That's Polo, that's Sam, that's Carrie, and Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.